Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome in. Thanks for joining me. Brian Mazeroski here with you for the next hour or so on WBEN. And uh, let's dive right into it. Not too bad looking outside right there, uh, even with the rain. No more freezing temperatures after this weekend. I like that's how we're going. Uh, What we could be seeing is, I don't know, is it the best political comeback of all time? Uh, Does it defy more odds than anything else? You've probably seen it by now. The Cuomo ad creeping into your television set. You know, you thought after six months ago that you were probably done seeing Andrew Cuomo on your TV. But no, 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 no. If you've been watching regular TV, you've seen this at some point in the last week. The case against Andrew Cuomo appears to be crumbling. The prosecutor says, unfortunately, the filings in this matter are potentially defective. The New York State Attorney General may have turned a blind eye to crucial details. According to the prosecutor, there was exculpatory evidence. It also created more questions about the politicization of the process. Five counties have declined to press charges. Not one has resulted in prosecution. And the within complaint is hereby dismissed. The Andrew Cuomo TV ad, which he followed up yesterday with his first public appearance since stepping down. The actions against me were prosecutorial misconduct. That is clear. They didn't act in the interest of justice. The district attorneys proved that. They acted in their own self-interest. They wanted me out because they wanted my job. And I got to say, I don't really get it. Joining me uh, for at least the first part of the show, political strategist Carl Calabrese, who I'm uh, happy to be speaking with today. Carl, hope you're having a good Monday. I am. Good morning to you You and Joe. Have Hope you guys are having a good day as well. I, I, you know, I see this Cuomo comeback attempt. Or, well, I, I don't even want to call it that right now, Carl, because the big question, when I see this ad out there, when I see him making that speech yesterday— And everything that he's been putting out, you know, since then, these little press releases, these attack backs at some of the charges that were levied against him, I just can't help but figure out or think about why. I feel like I'm decent at, you know, reading where people are headed, you know, reading what the intentions are behind some of these statements. But I just don't know if I understand what the end game is 
for Andrew Cuomo in this. I, what are you thinking when you see the ad, when you hear him talk? Well, first of all, let me say you used the word uh, creeping uh, of the commercial suddenly being in front of our faces. A lot of people would use a derivative of creeping and say it's creepy. Um, that's the first thing. Secondly, can you imagine going to church on a Sunday morning and you go with the idea and the hope that you're going to hear the word of God and you're going to hear lessons from the Bible that apply to your life and, and help you deal with the problems and issues of your life. And instead of the pastor getting up on the pulpit to give you those lessons, you get Andrew Cuomo to give you. Like Carl, it's these word. downstate churches. I don't know. There's so many celebrity guest appearances. We've seen Cuomo a bunch of times when he was in office. Kathy Hochul's there. I, you know, you see other people speaking at churches. I mean, what uh, my feeling and this is no offense to, you know, any, anywhere where I've been to church before. But if I'm sitting there and, you know, we're, we're after the gospel and we're getting ready to hear a sermon and they bring up a guest star, I'm thinking like, man, I am not making it home for my son to nap. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you, that, that's, that's absolutely correct because you figure this, the pastor may also get up. But, no, I mean, it, this happens all the time. And I, I've always been told that this shouldn't happen, that when churches bring in political, partisan political speakers, they risk losing their tax-exempt status. And quite frankly, um, the very few times it happens on the other side where a, a conservative goes to a conservative church, the left immediately starts threatening those churches with losing their tax status. But this apparently is, is part of the double standard we live with. It happens all the time. Uh, but I, as I say, if, if I'm going to church and I hope to, to hear a, a religious message and I, instead I get Andrew Cuomo, uh, I'm not going to be happy. But let me get back to your question, what, the why. What's going on here? And as I thought about it, I said, I think this can be summed up really with the, the three R's um, analogy. Uh, and the three R's are not reading, writing, and arithmetic. The three R's in this case are reputation, um, recovery, and revenge. Now, I don't know Andrew Cuomo. I've frankly never met him. But I do know a number of people who do know him and know him quite well and have known him since he was a young man uh, working on his father's gubernatorial campaigns. And every one of them to the person, whenever they describe Andrew Cuomo, besides all of his, his talents and his pluses, will always say he is a very vindictive, revengeful person. Um, every one of them. And these are all partisan Democrats, by the way. Uh, and so what I think is going on here is he's got $16 million in the bank. Um, he wants to do, as I said, a couple of things. He wants to restore and recover his reputation. And there's also a bit of vindictiveness. I mean, this first commercial was as, was as much about the prosecutors and the attorney general as it was about him. So it'll be interesting to see as these commercials continue, and I think they will, uh, how much of each commercial is is dedicated to restoring his reputation, talking about his accomplishments, uh, and working on that recovery, and how much is dedicated to attacking uh, the people who brought these charges against him. So that, that's what I'm going to be watching. But I, right now, I think that's what's going on here. Um, he's he's trying to recover his reputation, and he's also taking a slap at those who who brought the charges that eventually led to uh, his resigning office. You have a lot of people who are wondering, uh, is he going to run for office? Uh, what office would that be? Could he run for attorney general? Would he want to step back into that seat? Uh, maybe just to prove a point, you know, kind of as you mentioned, to clap back at 
Uh, Letitia James, who was out with a, a pretty biting statement of her own after uh, hearing Cuomo yesterday. I, I Am I naive, Carl, for just thinking right now, six months after his resignation, that there, it's just not going to happen? Like, that, that that's too far flung? I, I mean, his poll numbers are still in the tank, um, looking at, you know, the latest Siena research poll and a lot of other ones that are out there across the state. I, it seems so far-fetched to me to be a reality. Well, yes and no, right? In the short term, it, it certainly is far-fetched and unrealistic. But, you know, t- time has a way of changing people's perspectives on politics and the personalities in politics. Time has a way of changing what people think uh, uh, is important and what isn't important. And he's got some time. I, I You know, there's, there's no, no way he's going to run for anything any any position anytime soon. But let's take a look. You know, as I say, he's got $16 million. Um, looking down the road, uh, you know, the next big office up, I believe, would be Kirsten Gillibrand's seat in, in four years. Uh, her numbers have never been anything to, to write home about in New York State. Uh, most people don't know her. Most people don't uh, attach any major accomplishments to her time in the Senate. And so he may be looking at something like that. He, he's got the luxury of time now. He can sit back, he can spend his money, he can explore different um, ideas, he can explore different themes, he can explore different attacks, and then sit, then sit back and evaluate what the polls are saying. And you can bet he's using some of that $16 million to do his own polling and not just relying on Siena and other polling organizations. Um, and so he's, he's got the ability to do that, and four years is a long time. And, you know, everybody thought Nixon was done in 1963 when when he uh, lost the race for governor in California and he made that famous quote, you won't have Nixon to kick around anymore. And five years later, he gets elected president of the United States. So uh, that's what he's hoping for. It may just be a pipe dream, but you know, he's, there's enough precedence of comebacks for him to continue spending his money, continue evaluating what, if anything, that, that those expenditures are doing and make determinations in the future. But you're absolutely right, as of today, uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's persona non grata in New York State. You, you referenced the Siena poll without getting into the weeds on it. I mean, people of New York believe the women uh, that made accusations against him by a, over, over his position by two to one. They believe Letitia James, the attorney general, by two to one. And 80% believe that he did the right thing in resigning for office. So that's a pretty big hill to climb right now. But 16 million bucks uh, gives you a lot of good climbing boots, I guess. A lot of money. You know, it's funny you bring up Nixon. I was actually thinking this um, in the lead up to the show that if I just go by my seventh grade history class, uh, Nixon was done in the water when he first appeared on TV, right? That's like the uh, the old wives' tale. He was in the debate with Kennedy, and then people saw his face on TV, and they're like, whoa, you know, that guy's too ugly to be president. And then, uh, you know, sure, uh, lo and behold, you have it. However many years later, he's in the White House. Um, so I guess never say yeah. never. Never say never. And You know, that, yeah, that, that first debate, the, the old adage is that people who listen to the debate on radio uh, clearly thought Nixon won, and people who watched it on television thought Kennedy won. Um, you know, all those stories about him not putting on makeup and sweating. And in fact, years and decades later, there was that rock group called Sweating Like Nixon. Uh, <laughs> but he, he overcame that. And as I say, and that... That loss in 60 was followed by the loss for governor in California in 63. And everybody wrote him off for dead. And five years later, just five years later, he's in the White House. So I'm sure Andrew Cuomo knows his political history as well, if not better than all of us. And that's what he's 
holding out hopes for. Is it a little bit different because the the tenor amongst Democrats has changed so much? You know, before and in the lead up to this scandal, um, you, you know, especially looking at the time during the COVID pandemic and when he was at the height of his popularity, uh, Democrats were really united around Cuomo. You know, everything was, oh, governor's doing a great job, you know, thanks to him and yada, 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 so on and so forth. And now you have, if we could point to the current attorney general, Letitia James, I mean, here's a Democrat who is uh, comfortable coming out and uh, releasing a statement saying that Cuomo is a, quote, sick, pathetic man. I mean, that's language you don't get a a lot in a press release, uh, especially about somebody in your own party. Not having that support that everybody's behind you and, you know, going in your direction, that makes him a different type of Cuomo than what we've seen as, uh, you know, governor here in the past decade. Oh, it sure does. And, you know, I write it as of today. I I don't know where his support within the party is. And remember, there's, there's another issue out there that if he does decide to make a comeback, I believe is going to be revisited because of his decision to resign. Um, this issue really kind of got short, uh, a short shrift uh, in the public, but that is the deaths in the nursing homes. And uh, I mean, you have 15,000 people dead uh, because of his policies in the nursing home. If, if he makes another step into the political arena, uh, you know, with the idea of getting elected, you can bet that that is going to reemerge as a major, major issue, in addition to the look back uh, on all of the lockdown policies uh, that we engaged in this state and the length of time we engaged in them. Uh, lots of doubts about those now in terms of their effectiveness. Um, all of that stuff is destined to come back, in addition to these many, many women who although there may not be enough evidence to prosecute in a courtroom, uh, that doesn't mean their, their, their allegations are invalid. It, it comes down to he said, she said. That's very difficult for a prosecutor to prove. But uh, in the public mind, they're believing those women now by a two-to-one margin over Andrew Cuomo's denials. Yeah, and it's something we were talking about six months ago, right, before the resignation, that, you know, listen, all right, this is an issue, certainly. But don't let it overshadow some of the other issues that we've been talking about for months and months. Somehow it did. But now is and you don't really need to look any further than last week's State of the Union, right? Now is that line of thinking becomes less and less popular, especially amongst Democrats. Are you going to want to bring back the person who is most popular for being the face of COVID? <laughs> the, the short answer is no. And the longer answer is hell no, you would think. But remember, we're dealing with Democrats here. <laughs> we're dealing with progressive leftist Democrats. And who knows? I, I gave up a long time ago trying to figure out how those folks think and how they view the world, but they do. And uh, you know, anything is possible. But boy, I'll tell you, the, the, the strikes against this guy and the baggage that he's got right now, it's hard to see a comeback trail. And so is it possible? Yeah. Uh, in the world of pot, is it probable? No. Uh, but, you know, again, part of this expenditure and, and uh, commercial campaign may very well be, okay, if it doesn't succeed in, in bringing me back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip the bark off of the people who did this to me. So, again, that's what I'm going to be looking for uh, as these commercials evolve. Does there come a point where it becomes obvious that the purpose of the commercials is not to restore and recover his reputation, but as I said to 
to rip the bark off of the people who, who brought the charges. That'll be worth watching. $19 million in that war chest. Maybe he doesn't want to run for office himself, but is that enough money to become the top political influencer, uh, so to speak, where you know he has all this money that he's able to, um, in some way, shape, or form, give to other candidates to help out. I mean, is this maybe part of it to rehabilitate that to where candidates would want to be seen near Cuomo again? And, you know, he could influence politics that way. Well, he sure could. And I'm, I'm sure that's part of his long term strategy. But remember, that's a double edged sword that comes with a big down downside. If I'm a, a candidate for office and my opponent is taking Cuomo money, uh, you better believe I am going to make that a big issue. And I'm going to have commercials and mailing pieces saying, look at this. This man is ta- this man or woman, my opponent, is taking money from a serial abuser of women, uh, a man who locked this state down, a man who uh, is responsible for policies that killed 15,000 people in nursing homes. That's who my opponent is taking money f- from. Uh, you want to put that person in office with, with this guy, Andrew Cuomo, pulling the strings because of those contributions? I, mean, I could have a field day with that as a political consultant advising a candidate running against someone taking Cuomo money, and you can bet that that's exactly what would happen. Hey, interesting stuff. Hey, Carl, thanks so much for taking the time out this morning to join me. Hope you have a nice Thank Monday, you. nice rest Thank of you, the Brian. week. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Great to uh, talk with you. Carl Calabrese joining uh, us live there. With I, I am very fascinated because I can't really wrap my head around it. I think that's why it's so interesting to me uh, that, you know, and six months later, not even a full year later, Andrew Cuomo out there trying to rehab his image, uh, making what looks like campaign stops, releasing what looks like a campaign ad. Why is it? What do you think about some of the things he had to say? The report did the damage it was designed to do. My father was right. Politics can be a dirty business. Are you able to separate the person and the words on this. Cuomo said yesterday they used cancel culture to effectively overturn an election. It's a pretty harsh claim. Uh, but if you look at it, you look at what happened. You look at what happened while he was holding the office and what led to him leaving office. Is he making any sort of point that makes sense to you? You can let me know, 803-0930. I'll be here with the, you know, your calls, hopefully for the next half hour or so. Andrew Cuomo's comeback. What's the most impressive comeback to you? Let me know, 803-0930. Give me a call. Send me a text here on WBEN. Welcome back to BMAS and Beamer. You'll hear from Joe later on today. But I'm here with you for the next, uh, oh, until about 10 o'clock this morning um a funny story over the weekend it was (laughs) i mean you you can't draw it up any better moviegoers in austin texas got to see more than one type of bat during a screening of the batman this weekend as an actual bat was spotted swooping around the inside of the theater they had to stop the movie to get rid of the bat and try and uh, get the bat to fly out. Uh, I guess they weren't all that successful, so everyone got their money back. 
Um, <laughs> I the some though stayed with the bat in and just watched the end. I couldn't focus on the movie if there was a bat, a real bat hanging over me. I'm just not that uh, with me. But they're saying that the bat was likely released into the theater as a prank, which this has me thinking. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure about this. I think movie theater security is about to tighten up once again. Because imagine your security and you let somebody walk in with a bat. With a bat. You know, it's one thing to hide a bag of Twizzlers in your uh, bag. Or underneath your coat or something like that. If you got a bat underneath your coat, I'd like to think that the security guard can figure it out. Now that theater is saying... They're adding additional security and checking all bags upon guest entry. So no more sneaking in snacks to the movies because somebody brought a bat in and no one was paying attention to, you know, get it. Come on. Anyways, what do you think? Uh, Governor Cuomo, <laughs> he's been hanging around like a bat in the darkness, just waiting to swoop down in. I guess this is his moment. He's got the ad out, and he's got the speech that he gave yesterday. You know how many cases of the 11 they found to bring? How many of the 11? What's your guess? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 0, 0, 0 cases. That's Cuomo yesterday talking about the sexual harassment allegations against him. It elicited a response from the Attorney General, Letitia James. She said, quote, Serial sexual harasser Andrew Cuomo won't even spare a house of worship from his lies, even though multiple independent investigations found his victims to be credible. Cuomo continues to blame everyone but himself. She continued, quote, Cuomo wasn't railroaded. He quit so he wouldn't be impeached. New Yorkers are ready to move forward from this sick pathetic man, end quote. I mean, those are strong words coming from a fellow elected official. Those are strong words considering, think about where we were a year and a half ago. You try and get any Democrat on the record to say something not great about Andrew Cuomo, it, it wasn't going to happen. To go from that to the attorney general being comfortable enough to say, hey, he's a sick, pathetic man who won't even spare a house of worship from his lies. I mean, that is quite a twist. So what's the goal here? I can't imagine. I can't imagine that he's thinking he is going to have the support to run for governor again. Even if there wasn't this, even if there weren't all these accusations of sexual harassment, which, as the Attorney General points out, just because they weren't prosecuted, yet a lot of district attorneys say that the accusers were credible. There just wasn't strong enough evidence to press charges. Even without that, what we talked to Carl Calabrese about in the last segment you have all of this COVID stuff that could make a comeback very easily. 
with a Cuomo comeback that is not quite as popular anymore. Just look at the State of the Union last week. So does he really think that a comeback is possible? He hasn't said he's running for office, but he's got a multi-million dollar campaign war in chest he could use if he ever wanted to run for office again. Or, as I posed to Carl Calabrese, if he wanted to become some sort of political influencer across the state, and that's how he wanted to spend his time right now. I don't know. It could be very interesting to see where this ends up. I Call me naive, but I just don't see it happening. I don't think it can happen. Somebody's chiming in, and you can weigh in uh, here too, 803-0930. Give me a call here, 803-0930, or uh, send us a text. Uh, somebody is on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board saying he's aiming for president. And while I think that's, you know, that's hilarious, I, I could see how somebody would say that because we're living in this world of failing upwards now. I mean, I was surprised when you heard that from Beto O'Rourke down in Texas. He was a, a congressman there. He ran for senator, lost, so then decided, well, you know, I, I can't be a senator. Maybe I can be the president. <laughs> Didn't last long there. I was running for governor again. But I, it's this idea, and you see it again and again with a lot of people in politics. Well, oh, well, I'm I'm not popular enough to do this lesser job. Let me aim big. So I don't know. You know, maybe you have something there. Go to Robert Robertson Lockport. Now you're on WBEN. Robert, what do you think the end game is here? What do you think Andrew Cuomo is looking for? Uh, uh I don't know. I, I first off, I got notes here. Thanks for the show. How's the back doing? It's uh, thanks for asking. It's doing much better today. I mean, there's still there's still some pain there, uh, but you know, I'm not as hampered as I was a week ago. You probably know this because uh, you and Joe work out and that. Uh, I'm pushing 64 next uh, month, and I do stomach crunches. Not a lot of them, but stomach crunches because they say if you tighten your abs up, it, your back rebounds, and I know it's a fact. I do that every morning. Hey, uh, on, on, this, on the uh, topic of the show, I don't know why you're not getting more callers. Uh, maybe I'm the only one retired. Do you mind? You're, I haven't taken one before you. You're my first one I'm taking. What's going on? I don't know. I, I like analogies. Now let's go here. I try to like to keep it simple. You and your spouse both, both cook in the kitchen. You cook decent food and clean up after yourself. Your spouse does a bad job of cooking with bad results and doesn't clean up. Now, the thing is, they'll blame somebody else for leaving the, the pots and pans a mess. Now, which one would you think is a Republican and which one do you think is a Democrat? Where are you going here, Robert? I just wish the Democrat, you know, I'm saying that Republicans always get blamed for problems and Democrats pass the blame. 
I just wish the Democrats would just go away, take their money and go away. I, you know, why doesn't just Cuomo just give it up or Clinton? I don't know. All right, Robert, thanks for the call. I don't, you know, what, I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. I guess it depends on who you're watching. Flip the channel. One channel, what are you talking about? Democrats are taking all the blame. You go down one notch and it's the other way around. I mean, it depends on what you're watching here. I think a little bit of this, and this has been, you know, thrown out throughout the morning, that it's ego. And I do think there is something to that, right? I mean, there has to be a little bit of ego involved, or else you would do what Robert said. You would just kind of sit back. Enjoy the money you have. Now, note, this $19 million, it's not like he can use that to buy a new house somewhere in the Hamptons. It does have to be spent on at least the image of running a political campaign, which this certainly is, this new uh, TV ad buy. But there is obviously a little bit of ego, because if this was me... If I was in Andrew Cuomo's shoes, I would say for sure. Listen, I've been governor for a very long time. I've, you know, I, I've accomplished basically what I'm going to accomplish. You know, his time to run for president was 2020. And that didn't happen. He, he would have never, even if he thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll take a step back to Joe Biden. And I'll, you know, maybe he'll be uh, one term and then I'll run in 2024. Even if he thought that, his popularity level would never have been the point of where it was in 2020. Before and during the election cycle. So it seemed like that opportunity might have passed him by. We spoke with Carl Calabrese last segment and he mentioned a Senate seat. You know, could he run a challenge to Kirsten Gillibrand, who not many New Yorkers know, even after a a decade in office? Sure. But is that, I mean, is that a more high-profile position? I I wouldn't say so. So I, I don't know if there's much left to prove on the political front. Except that point of ego except that point of pride where someone like me I would say you know listen I all right I did it it was a long successful to myself career in politics I was governor of the state of New York for a very long time and then I stepped aside I've got plenty of money in the bank I can go do my own thing I'm sure I could work as a consultant somewhere if I, you know, need the activity, but I could probably just hang around and, and do as I wish. I'll go join my brother on his boat that he's seen pictured on. You know, that seems like fun. A little fishing trip. But that isn't the attitude that got you to where you were before. You know, that's not the attitude of the governor who was going to run for governor yet again who wanted that term, who wanted to be the longest-serving governor 
of New York, uh, in the history of New York. That's not the attitude of somebody who wanted to be on TV at 11, set your timers, 11.30, was it, every single day for almost a year, for an hour or so, with his own show. I mean, that's the attitude of somebody who, you know, has a bit of a self-image of himself. So I could see why, all right, you want to get back into it. I He wants to right the ship, I guess, in his mind, and say, listen, how I went out is not how I want people to remember me. Maybe it is that simple. Maybe there's no motive to run for office again. Maybe it's just, listen, I want the message to change. I want to have the last word. I'm done in politics, but you're still going to hear from me and hear about how I was a good thing. And you'll hear from me every time that there's something bad going on in New York State. Maybe I'll come out with another few ads like, hey, remember me? Was I that bad? Maybe it just goes as far as that. Or maybe it is a political comeback. Hey, maybe we see him in the governor's race. Would it be the most improbable comeback ever? I mean, for me it would be. You think of all these other things that have taken people down. We talked about uh, Nixon with Carl Calabrese. But, you know, still, that wasn't... We were just talking about how he uh, looked. <laughs> I mean, that, w- that wasn't much to do with his uh, character. And then he never he didn't come back from uh, a second time. He didn't come back from Watergate. He came back from Sweatgate. Uh, but not Watergate. I It would be, uh, in modern times, I think a pretty impressive political comeback of being taken down and then going back in if it were to happen. Is it more impressive than some of the other things we've seen? For my money, best comeback of all time, twice, same person, Mario Lemieux, right? Comes back, actually, last week, I think was 30 years since Lemieux came back, had a cancer diagnosis, underwent treatment for cancer, comes back in the same season, continues to play, wins a scoring title. Impressive. Then retires, back pain and everything, comes back, and he's like one of the best players in the league still. That's the best comeback story. Even if Cuomo came back, he can't. uh, I mean, there's nothing more improbable than that. Lemieux, twice. Twice in like a decade's time, less than a decade's time, making comebacks that just make everything pale in comparison. Head over to the tax board, 803-0930. Someone saying he can take his brother's job at CNN. I feel like they're done with the uh, Cuomo. After everything that's gone on at CNN, I feel like they they might have canceled that show for forever. (laughs) They're not just waiting for someone with the same name to replace them, right? They're just looking to move on, I think. And somebody else chiming in that they, uh, yeah, they think it's all about ego with Cuomo. I, that has to be part of it. I, I guess the big question is now, where does the ego take you? Is it, 
hey, I just want to be remembered as something more than a creep? Or is it, hey, I, I need to get back to this position to prove that I was always in the right? I don't know. You know, I only one person or maybe a few people know that to the extent of which, you know, he wants to go with this. But the Image Rehabilitation Tour is on, and it's coming to a TV near you. I mean, if you haven't seen the ad already, I've seen it a few times. Um, I mean, it's pretty prominent here in the Buffalo area. And then the speech yesterday, derailing cancel culture and more. While at a church. Imagine being in that church. Oh, man. Special guest star. Yikes. Special guest star. I mean, if it's not Jack White, I'm probably sneaking out the back. Probably uh, not going to stick around <laughs> for uh, for that guest star. I don't need to add another 40 minutes onto this service. Sorry. No offense. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Maz and Beamer on WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 